Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential Week 32. Expecting the unexpected when you're expecting. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor of Parents Magazine. And with me today, I have Mindy Walker, executive editor of Fit Pregnancy and Baby Magazine. And Erica Janes, digital director for Parents.com. And between us, we've all expected and realized the unexpected a, a, a few times. I think we have seven kids between the three of us. So we're going to try to guide you through everything that's going on in week 32. By now, you are no doubt well aware of how unpredictable pregnancy can be. From losing your sense of balance to forgetting what your waist once looked like to really never being quite sure what's around the corner, the feeling of lack of control happens throughout pregnancy, and sometimes it can kind of throw you for a loop. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how you prepare for the unexpected, especially if you're one of those people like me who takes pride in kind of everything being under your control and being super organized And that just sort of all goes out the window. So can you prepare for this? Or is pregnancy just a lesson in rolling with the punches and that's good training for motherhood? Or both. We're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about our favorite topic, which uh, if you've been with us for for a while now, you know we always tell you what size your baby is this week. And this week, your baby is the size of a, anybody, anybody? Loaf of sliced bread. Oh, a loaf of bread. Yum. That's nice and soft mm-hmm. feeling. You can hold it. Anything else? Erica, you got anything for me? Uh, maybe a medium-sized bok choy. A medium bok choy. Okay. Again, like smooth exterior that feels reasonably comfortable for, for week 32 as we're starting to really think about giving birth to that bok choy. Um, <laughs> if you want more details, though, about what's going on with your baby, where baby's development is right now, what might be happening in your own development, your own emotions, and and your preparations for birth. It's not too late to sign up for our daily pregnancy email. If you put in your due date, we will send you the appropriate email for your week of pregnancy. And you just go to parents.com slash pregnancy daily, and we'll give you the scoop. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. So let us know if this sounds familiar. You have a midwife or a doctor you love. You have set your head on a certain kind of delivery, maybe without medication, maybe with medication, whatever. We're not going to judge. 
And you've maybe done some prenatal yoga, been eating some good healthy food, we hope, maybe thought about breastfeeding, read up on it, even maybe thought about parenting and read a little bit about parenting and what kind of style you're going to be. And then somewhere, probably along the way, something has come your way that you didn't expect. So you could be headed already for a C-section. You know, it's possible your doctor said to you, okay, you're going to have to deliver this baby by C-section. Or maybe you didn't know you were going to have twins, and then a little somewhere along the way you found out you're carrying multiples. So that's kind of the way pregnancy goes. It's hard to plan because you never know when you're going to be thrown a loop at any moment. And we've talked to you guys in the podcast about the importance of having a birth plan and the importance of being willing to throw your birth plan out the window. So you get it. But the end game is you're going to be a parent and you're going to educate yourself to the best of your ability. And then you have to sort of sit back and recognize that no amount of planning is going to prepare you for what lies ahead. And that, I can tell you, as the mother of two, is how it will go for the unforeseeable future (laughs) because you really do never know what's coming. Have you had some examples of things that didn't go as planned during your pregnancy? For me, the biggest thing was, you know, I actually had my first child at 32 weeks. And so that was a really not planned. And I can remember when my water broke, I can literally remember sitting on the toilet just wanting to try to put it back in with my hands, Mm -hmm. like put this water back in. This is not happening. Like it really felt like it couldn't be happening. Like I could just push the rewind button, pass before dinner, and we could just start this evening all over again. But there was no going back. There we were. So there was probably just going to the hospital. There was just going to the hospital. That's right. So you're supposed to be excited and having this be like someone's coming in to tell you the risk factors. It's a lot of information coming at you. And I had to really try not thinking ahead, oh my goodness, is she going she gonna to need glasses or, you know, different issues. Because they're telling you about your yes, baby's the risk, eye development. Right, eye development, different things at 32 and, weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're just trying to remember one day at a time. My unexpected was kind of the opposite, which was I very control freakily planned when I was going to stop working and that I was going to, you know, work up until the week before my due date because, you know, I wanted a week to sort of get my act together. And then my due date came and went and the clock began to tick on my maternity leave. And I was like, get this baby out because the baby's not coming on time. <laughs> and I sat there yeah. for, I think it was a good, you know, seven or eight days wow. of just waiting and waiting. At that point, they're checking you really regularly. And I remember going to the OBGYN and I mean, I think I just had my purse with me. And she said, oh, actually, you don't have any amniotic fluid, so you need to go straight to the hospital and you're going to have a baby today. And so that wasn't expected either, <laughs> you know, even though he was late. Erica, did you have surprises? I did. My first was three weeks early, so I wasn't mentally prepared at that point. I wasn't physically prepared. I didn't have a hospital bag packed. And then my doctor was not on call that morning. Yeah, I was not prepared to deliver with a different doctor either. The doctor who ended up delivering my first son, he ended up being a perfectly lovely man. I had a great experience with him, so it wasn't that big of a deal. And in the moment, I was kind of like, I don't care who is delivering this baby. Just, you know, (laughs) let's. this is happening. But when I first found out, it was kind of like, oh, of course my doctor's not on call. 
And I think that's stressful at first. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I read that Jill Duggar was hoping for a natural birth at home and ultimately had to give birth in a hospital and she needed to be induced. So I, of course, related to that. Do you think that some moms end up feeling disappointed if they planned for it to be one way and then it goes another way? I mean, I know. Definitely. I did. I mean, I wanted that natural childbirth, had to be induced. There was a moment of like, oh, this isn't how it was supposed to go. But that's okay. You shook it off. You yeah, like we you shook it off. But, you know, I, you know, my first was by C-section also. So after being on bed rest in the hospital for three days after my water broke, I would say to the nurses, like, well, and then I guess when we deliver, and I... I assumed I still might be able to have a vaginal delivery. And they kind of went along with me. And then this, like, 20-year-old kid came in asking me, like, survey questions. He's like, okay, now are you, what have you done to get ready for the C-section? I was like, C-section? I'm not having a C-section. I'm, um, and you could tell he had a sh- look of horror on his face that he had revealed something oh. that he ha- wasn't, didn't realize he was the first to reveal. But then it hit me like, oh, I am probably having it. Once this, we get out of this bed rest, you're right. I don't have much fluid left. And I really, I have to say, I didn't love my C-section. And I focused on that a lot after the birth about mm-hmm. not liking it. And so if you feel that way out there, readers, after this, or listeners, I call you readers, it's okay. Because it's, and try yeah. to have a VBAC, find a doctor who will help you. Yeah. But if you like your C-section, that's great too. I do have friends who were perfectly fine with their C-section. I just, it was just a weird feeling to me that like my bodily organs were getting kind of taken out and moved around to mm-hmm. get this baby out. Mm-hmm. But I will say like whatever your feelings are, don't dwell on that so much after you have the baby in hand because it can be really hard later to remember this mm-hmm. really special time and you need to kind of be able to focus on it and not get too dragged off track by coulda, shoulda, woulda and, and all that stuff. So try to kind of be in the moment. The other thing I wasn't expecting was how difficult breastfeeding was going to be. I don't know if anybody else mm-hmm. had that experience, but it wasn't just like, oh, so natural. And this is appalling considering I'm the editor of Parents Magazine, but somehow I escaped learning about colostrum. I think I was just sort of like, la, 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 I don't want to know too much. You know, I'm already really freaked out and Googling everything. But so baby doesn't just like come right to the breast and latch on and drink a hearty drink of milk after you <laughs> after you give birth. It's, you know, there's colostrum, baby kind of nuzzles around, may or may not latch on, you know. Milk losing takes, weight, the baby's losing well, weight a little bit, which is stressful. So you're in a mm-hmm. hot panic about that, even though they yep. tell you to expect it. One thing that I want to kind of jump in on is also being unexpected is sort of... I think for me anyways, the complete lack of modesty about the whole childbirth experience. I remember at one point sort of pawing at my hospital gown and be like, what, what is this? Can I take this off? And they were like, sure. And I just whipped that gown <laughs> off faster than anything. I was naked. I didn't care. <laughs> when you're breastfeeding, yeah, someone's going to come and they're going to handle your boob. And you might just be like, yeah. And you will thank Grab them. on, lady. Show me what <laughs> right. I'm doing wrong. Right. Um, for me, modesty was just sort of like, whatever. So it helps to kind of relax about this. And I think it's going to serve you well, that skill going forward. So we're, we're wondering if our listeners are kind of expecting the unexpected or really what we're wondering is what unexpected things have happened to you and will you share? Tweet us your thoughts at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. So we've tried to help you relax about all the crazy stuff that's going to happen in these last few weeks, if crazy stuff hasn't happened to you already. But this week's Relax You've Got This segment is actually about getting it on. In your last trimester, you might be tempted to Google something like very pregnant sex. 
now. Don't. Uh, yeah, don't. You might not get what you're thinking. <laughs> um, but, you know, you might still be interested in having sex in your third trimester, even with that bump. So we're going to try to help you relax a little bit about that. If your doctor's giving you the green light to continue to have sex, if there's nothing going on, if you're not on bed rest, for example, there's no point in stopping as long as it's comfortable. You know, you might not be able to fly after a certain point in your pregnancy, but you can still have sex if you want to. And now is a great chance to cement your bond before there's going to be another little pee in your pod, so to speak. And sex in the home stretch of pregnancy can be really good, but you might have to switch positions because your belly can be a little awkward. You might have to get creative. The best position is one that's not going to put any pressure on your belly, one that lets you control the depth of penetration. And so that means we're talking about things like spooning or you being on top or maybe you on the edge of the bed or a chair facing your partner. You don't want to be flat on your back in case you haven't already guessed for a prolonged period because it affects your circulation. And your cervix at this point might be super sensitive. So that's where you controlling the depth of the penetration comes in because you might not want really deep penetration. It could be a little tender in the cervix. So it's going to force you to sort of slow down and explore and expect that sex right now is not going to really be anything like it was before. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Jessica Simpson put a little pressure on all of us because she said she was, quote, kind of unstoppable during pregnancy, like biggest orgasms ever. I don't know. I don't remember that myself. So. No, neither. I know. No. I'm, I'm going to third that. <laughs> I can't say that I had the same experience. No. Not. I mean, I think I just, I the, the tiredness does come back in the third trimester, particularly toward the end. And, uh, you know, also you're getting so sleep deprived. You're probably up and down in the night and shifting around to find a good position. And I'm not talking about a sex position. I'm talking about a sleep (laughs) position position. in case you haven't figured out where my priorities were. So I would just say to people, don't feel overly pressured by Jessica Simpson's biggest orgasms because not everybody's going to feel that, right? But definitely you on top is the way to go because you need to be in control at this point. Well, if you didn't take like a baby moon already, then you could always try like doing like a night away or somewhere local or Mm -hmm. plan like a really nice at this point, even like a big meal might not even sound as good. But just doing something fun together can kind of spark that intimacy. Yeah, it's more about sort of cementing the bond. Mm -hmm. Go to the movies. Not so much about orgasms. Probably. Well, at least for you. Maybe for him. (laughs) I don't know. It can Um, just be physically kind of awkward, too. I mean, it's not as easy sometimes as you think. But I would say try it. Now, of course, we didn't talk about this, but there's a possibility that your partner is going to be trepidatious about the whole thing. They really can't do any damage. They should just not flatter themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody should bring a sense of humor to it all. I think that helps, too. This is true. Yes. You could, you know, have foreplay by letting him rub your stretch mark cream in. (laughs) (laughs) So sexy. Right. But truly, your partner is not going to hurt the baby. Any kind of normal lovemaking is not going to be a risk as long as your doctor has not put you on some kind of caution. And hopefully all will go smoothly. (laughs) So try to relax. That's the first step. That's it for Pregnancy Confidential for today. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Jason Gambrell. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine. 
Facebook at facebook.com slash parents magazine or Instagram at you guessed it parents magazine. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, or in your favorite podcast app. Please leave us a rating or a comment when you subscribe because it helps other people find the show. Now, unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode of this one. If you want to take a peek of what these last weeks ahead are going to hold for you, you can go ahead and listen right now.